U.S. Supreme Court decides that it won't intervene in San Diego's pension boondoggle. California threatens the seal of confession in the Catholic Church. And there's so much cannabis cash in California, it's being used to bribe public officials. That's what's coming up in this week's episode of California Streaming. This is the California Streaming Podcast with your hosts, Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're three conservative California natives putting ridiculous state and local politics on blast. So hop on our magic bullet train to nowhere and let's talk some California politics. Funny how they don't talk about the bullet train anymore. It's just kind of out there. It's collecting dust. It's going way too fast for anyone to even see or talk about. Money down the drain. The big, the biggest boondoggle maybe of our generation. It's it's right up there. Billions in squandered. Wow. And we're just building out this one chunk so we don't have to give the money back to the feds because <laughs> we don't like Trump. Big orange man bad. But doesn't what that an expensive chunk? Doesn't that encapsulate like just so much of California to do something like that? That that like to make a decision just out of spite. <laughs> We know it's five million. We don't care. No one will We're use burn it. it. It's a pointless endeavor. Let's do it. It's, America's coming attraction. It, it's going to be an attraction for our kids. You know, like those towns in the desert that never survived. Or the, once gold was, the gold rush. The gold rush stuff. Yeah. People are going to be like, "This is the train that never was, children. Come over. <laughs> come over here, kids. And check out this pylon. <laughs> there was going to be this great train. It's kind of like uh, when." Uh, What's his name is selling the monorail to the Simpsons uh, oh, yeah. to Springfield. I mean that it, it is Batman was a scientist. Yeah, it is Phil Hartman's character oh, on the Simpsons. Man. Just that's kind of Gavin Newsomish, just a fast talking. <laughs> or America's coming attraction. <laughs> yeah. What a waste of time. And, and we did get the listener mails about uh, talking about the sanctuary. State. No, we're talking about uh, well that too, but we're talking about the death penalty uh, that Gavin Newsom did. So yeah, we're we're getting a little bit more info. We're seeing where it, where it's headed. We're gonna. That's yeah. It's it's um. It's a good. It's a really interesting multi layered. It issue, is next episode. We're gonna do a whole thing on the death penalty. Yeah. Um, what that means for California. What is Scott Peterson it, up to these days? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I got. I mean, we'll get into this. I'm sure when we talk about it. I do think it's really funny that one of the lead points from Gavin was. We need him to get rid of it for fiscal conservatism. Like, right. So we're just going to really? continue to house these yeah. people forever. Yeah. Really, that that it's on this issue where that matters to you, and like all these other issues, you can spend like a drunken sailor. Like, to, uh, okay. To me, what what really kind of bugs me about the whole situation is, even given how liberal California is, three years ago the people voted yes to mm-hmm. not just keep it yes. but to speed it up yes. And here Texas we, style. Yeah, and now all we do is just spit in their face and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to just why, EO this thing doesn't, out. Doesn't that's why this, I call them fascist. It has to be. Doesn't yeah. this reek of that like, is that is a dictatorship. Yeah. Remember 187? Right. Uh-huh. Um, voters passed it. I don't like that. Let's go to the courts. Get that overturned. Yeah. Voila. Overturned. That's mm, bad. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that was the whole... Uh, Fascist Newsom marries people in the book. Right. <laughs> How wonderful. God. The the textbook. <laughs> if you yeah. haven't listened to that episode. We gotta get a copy of that and like well, just be able to like reference it oh, here yeah, on the, the show. Manual? Yeah. <laughs> that 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 would be pretty funny. <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look at it. If you want to see a picture of it, it's on the website. The, yeah. The page or, that yeah. talks about Gavin Newsom being the our Lord we, and Savior. We got I'm gonna try and see. Talk to your children. Coming to a school near you. <laughs> yeah. 
Gavin the give Hero. Give me but a moment. I will see if I can find it really quick. For order? Oh, boy. Yes. I've forgotten what episode it was that we did it on. Anything in the Fed? We like doing our, our Fed 5. You were talking about, uh, and it kind of crosses an episode we talked, or, or we talked a little tech and corporations being um, empathetic in Silicon Valley. Bobby, you were going to bring up one about uh, Devin Nunez and Twitter, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Devin, he's suing everyone and everyone. He promised actually to bring up a lawsuit every other week against every other social media company. Uh, he was doing a an interview on uh, Mark Levin's podcast, and he pretty much said, you know, his legal team is looking into the defamatory statements that were made and continue to be made against him and his family for, you know, everything that he was doing, you know, researching the uh, Russian collusion bit, oh, you yeah, know. Right. Uh, oh, yes, right. Because remember, he had to um, he had to go to the White House to look up secret documents, you know, because there's only three places where he can actually look up these documents that are right. secure locations. Right. One of them being the White House, the other is like the CIA, and the other one's the FBI, which so... He had to go to the White House to actually open it. Doesn't mean that he had Trump over his shoulder looking at the documents, which is why he had to put the investi- his part of the investigation um, backtrack it for like three months, I think it was. So it was kind of a ridiculous thing, and there was a whole bunch of stuff that was total fake news. If you um, haven't listened to the Joe Rogan episode with oh, Jack Dorsey, so good. Um, their legal and policy person from Twitter and Tim Poole. I thought it was great. It was really good. Because Joe Rogan's kind of taken this, I I don't know. I just think he's not super confrontational. Yes. In, in a good way. Right. You know, no, he, no, he lets people just talk. He lets them talk. Um, he is more on the liberal side, but he's pretty down to earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think on, on some things. He, he's, not, um, he's not the type where if shown an, a counterpoint that seems logical... He'll he'll stick with his point until the day he dies. He's not he's not that um, right crazy. And and Tim Pool is by all intents and purposes a social liberal yeah, right journalist right who is actually looking at he's taking the conservative side on a lot of stuff because he sees the double standard yeah. and he realizes that's bad for journalism. Right. And he was if you heard him sticking it to Jack Dorsey and his attorney. You would think he was conservative just because he kept arguing for conservative so much. And I thought it was just refreshing to see something like that. But Twitter had no answers for anything. It was a lot of non-answers. Well, Jack Dorsey especially didn't. That guy looked like a little weenie. He almost... I heard uh, David Rubin talking about this on his show. Um, oh, because it wasn't with Tim Pool on, on right. like the next night or yeah. something, recording the podcast. Yeah. Um, on the Rubin Report. And they were talking about how Tim thinks that Jack's just in the dark. He's kind of an absent CEO. And because he goes, a lot of times I actually could see in his eyes, it looked like a lot of what I was saying, how certain people are shadow bound and certain people oh, aren't, really? that it was just like a news flash to him. And you know, he, he, he was kind of fired and brought back a CEO because he's also CEO founder of square, right? Uh, or, yeah. Uh, uh, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not square. Is it square? It, it's yeah, one of the, the, yeah. the payment system. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know how involved he is in day-to-day right? or if he's just kind of a figurehead CEO. Right. And he doesn't realize these policy minions under him are actually the ones pulling 
the strings. Little puppet strings. Um, but it's no different with Facebook. I mean, we've had our own issues with Facebook as a podcast with my advertising there. That's right. Um, I spend thousands of dollars every month managing clients advertising yeah, this spend. is not a new road for it's you. it's not a new road i'm an experienced digital marketer yeah um and this podcast over all the others has been a challenge to get ads huh. approved now would you say we talk about like or or the advertisements are extremely controversial no that, like they have to review like we're on the edge of a bunch of stuff in fact if you look yeah. at our episode titles they're just about the current events we're discussing yeah. they're news stories everything we do is actually just referencing a news story <laughs> right. and you know what we're getting these news stories from the sacramento b oh, LA, la times, times san francisco chronicle well-known conservative right. sites you right. know <laughs> right and and so uh and a lot of our advertising headlines are just regurgitating, hey, in episode 40, we're talking about the odd of the DMV and voter fraud, which is the title of the LA Times story. It's not like I'm taking some grandiose position on these posts. Yeah, they're exactly the same, the the, the headlines from these websites. But normally, outlets, yeah. your ad, when you publish it, goes into a review period, and it takes, I don't know, anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour to get approved, and our ads take over a day. Hmm. And then, or they get rejected. Hmm. And you put in this spiral of endless loopage and when you have an advertising account that's about politics or national issues you have to go through a verification process so i had to give them my driver's license they sent me a postcard with a special code that then i had to enter online to prove the address we use and all sorts of stuff wow. give you a postcard yeah and that's supposed to be like we know you're not a bot we know you're not russian okay but then everything's supposed to be smooth sailing after that supposed to be but it's not right because what so. kind of politics are you talking about Oh, that kind. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I found the Gavin Newsom picture. He said, Gavin said that people could marry who they choose. Sometimes Gavin helped marry people. Some marriages were not between man and woman. He made sure that people's rights were respected. Yay, Gavin. Yay, hip, Gavin. hip, hooray. Yeah. Gavin. Gavin. Yay. Gavin, Gavin, he's our man. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. No man. You assume gender. Assume gender. He's our... He's our them person. He's our ex. He's our ex. <laughs> He's our fill in the blank. Go ahead. You Whatever want, you want. You want to jump in the first door here? I suppose. This one comes from the San Diego Tribune. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court won't intervene in San Diego pension case. U.S. Supreme Court announced it won't intervene in San Diego's pension cuts case, leaving in place a California Supreme Court ruling that the city skipped a key legal step when the cuts were placed on the ballot in 2012. The decision means state courts will resolve the case, including a decision about how to financially compensate 4,000 city employees who don't have pensions because of the voter-approved measure, which was called Prop B. Estimates of how much that could cost the city have ranged from $20 million to $100 million, depending on a variety of factors. So um, basically what happened in San Diego, San Diego is in a 401k situation. I think everybody except yeah. the cops have a 401k. Uh, they well, left... The pension system. What, what happened is they they did a cutoff, right? And so now four thousand employees right now at this moment who've been hired since that cutoff are no longer on the pension system, right? Okay. So the mayor back in two thousand eleven or twelve when they was camp they were mm-hmm. championing this proposition, he basically was a supporter of Prop B to eliminate the pension system, voted and, on by the people. By the way, voted on by the people. Mm-hmm. Um, he claims that he was an ordinary citizen not acting as mayor at the time. Mm-hmm. And 
what they're arguing is that when you have bargaining units or unions at the city, if you want to say, get rid of that, the pensions, you need to at least sit down in good faith with the bargaining units and try to work out a deal that gets rid of them or not, right? Before you go to the people. But he skipped that step. He didn't meet with the unions. He just put a thing on the ballot and the people voted, which breaks collective bargaining law. So this... We already knew the outcome of those negotiations were going to be. Right, but he still needs to meet and confer. It's like the law in the NFL. You must must interview an African-American coach first. Right. Before you interview. Right. <laughs> well, this one is you actually have a contract with somebody, right? And and it's like, hey, look, before you go to the public and you try to destroy part of our right. contract, right. you got to at least meet with the other party in the contract, right? That That's the argument. Now, the California Supreme Court upheld all the stuff on the union side. The unions won. And then this thing went up to the, they tried to get it to go to the, the Supreme Court of the United States on a First Amendment issue. That said, well, the mayor was just speaking as a private citizen. But the whole thing is that's not the point. The point was that California collective bargaining rules were broken. It's not a First Amendment issue. So the long story short of it is that the SCOTUS said, we're not going to even hear this case because it's not a, we don't think there's a First Amendment issue. That's not the issue. The issue is collective bargaining laws in California because you didn't meet with them. It's not about whether you talked as mayor or a citizen. It's about the fact that you didn't meet with the bargaining groups first. So they could have to sit here and unwind this whole thing well, as it stands now and then bring all these people up to speed. And they're saying that um, they can use the 401ks to offset what the mm. pensions would be and, you know, jockey money around. But it could be between 20 and 100 million at the end of the day. Because they would have to essentially retroactively implement a pension. Back to 2012. Yeah. I was looking at the the figures for this, and they said that uh, individual vested rights to the matching employer contributions to their 401k type plan is 9.2% or of pay for the miscellaneous employees of the city and uh, 11% of pay for firefighters and lifeguards. That, so that, that they would have matching to... contributions from the employers from the city of San Diego and other entities. So matching contributions that for was, 401k. Mm-hmm. That was their plan. Yeah. That was part that's, of the that's plan. That's what's in it right now. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. Nine percent. That's very they got a good deal. So, <laughs> so I the employee, if I put in nine percent of my paycheck, the city comes along and gives me nine. You got it. Yeah, that's one of the most generous. Firefighter is 11%. That's one of the most generous 401ks I've ever heard of. I am in the private sector. Right. I get three. Right. And that's actually pretty generous. That's right. That's nice. Yeah. Wow. So given I know 401ks are subject to market forces, which pensions aren't. Right. Do you think all things being equal, right. we'll, we'll, we'll estimate a 10% sure. return a year or something like that? I mean, you're talking about a period, actually. Now, granted, who... Uh, you have choice over your 401k, right? Do you want to right. make it super aggressive, conservative? I mean, that's the whole point is you're putting the risk of the investment and returns onto the employee, not the employer. Right. Hence the whole move away from pensions to 401ks. That being said, let's even just assume middle of the roadish to somewhat maybe even aggressive. This is actually at this period of time they probably did pretty well in the, in 401ks because of the stock market was coming from 
the 0809 lows, right, right, um, all the way up through. I mean, granted, recently there's been a little bit um, um, more turbulence, but you're talking through the Trump election, etc. The market's done pretty decent, so it um, makes you it makes you ask the question: I, It does. Would they have done better in a four hundred one k world than a pension? It real that was that's one of the first things that came to mind as I was thinking about this article and hearing you talk is. I get the underlying, the, the, the desire, the principle of, well, we want our pensions, you know, you shouldn't. Then again, like you're, you're, you're comparing it against a seven year stretch and run in the S and P or in the general stock market. That was pretty, pretty good. Well, this is like an argument that I've made constantly about pensions in general and how, you know, they're bankrupting many of the cities everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, right. not just California, but everywhere. Right. And more often than not, these cities like Bell, they're going bankrupt. Right. And the first thing they do is pensions. We got to get those pensions because there are these huge liabilities. We haven't been contributing to them. And guess what? We're nearly broke and we can't do anything about it. So mm-hmm. you get the workers for the pensions. You get shortchanged. We're going to buy you out real quick and say, we got to renegotiate and we take you to court and the court agrees with us that they're phony baloney and they're outrageous pension plans. Too bad. And moving these employees to this new system, which they haven't done, they have brand new employees who start on these systems. Mm -hmm. What you would want to do is to try to get all the existing employees who have the pension plan onto this new plan. That's what they would want to do. So hiring new employees at a new pension, you know, a new pension system, the 401k system, I say that's right down the middle. That's, these are the terms of working with us. That's right. Here it is spelled out in English for everyone to see black and white. If you want to work with us, this is the new rules right here. Well, and nobody's saying that this isn't legal. Correct. What they're saying is that the way right. the mayor went about it was not legal. For it's not right. Four hundred one k's for public sector or four hundred three b's or whatever. Not illegal. Right. Right. That's essentially right. That was a appeal. You can whatever you want to call. And it. not even saying good or bad idea. Just Correct. saying that that's fine to do. But by not following the process, you kind of screwed everything up. You know, right? And from what I heard you read in, in some of the specifics, is it is it possible? Even is there still room for rewinding the clock to the point where okay, they try the negotiation now? It probably will go like Bobby said a certain way, and that the four hundred one k approach could still exist. That the vote would either maybe have to maybe have to take it to ballot again. But now that they did the right steps. They could still end up with a 401k? Well, it's actually probably the other way around. Okay. They have the 401k. Right. Until either a court order okay. gets rid of it or they remove it from the city charter. So that is actually a big hang-up is the city cannot restore pensions for new hires until Prop B has been removed from the city's charter okay. or by a public vote or a court ruling. There you go. Okay. So it's going to be in effect until they can, you know, it's probably a matter of time before the court says, yep. yank it. Yep. Once that happens, pensions can come back. Right. Yeah. I was looking at a website. It's called voiceofsandiego.org, and they were explaining uh, where exactly all these pension plans are, 
where they're at funding wise. <laughs> Un- right. Unfunded liabilities. That's right. That's the key phrase in California these and days. And they had a uh, 10 worst funded pensions in San Diego County for our fund. You know, uh, everything is under 70% contributions. Isn't that the state in general, too, though? That's the state in general. Yeah. So in the list here, and I'll give it to you City of Chula Vista, City of El Cajon, the safety sector, the City of Nash. National City, okay. uh, City of San Marcos, Ote Water, uh, <laughs> Padre Dam, the San Diego County Water Authority, there you go. Sandag, uh, Sweetwater Authority, and at the bottom, Valley Center Municipal Water District. Oh, a lot of water. A lot, a lot of water. A lot of water. They are at 61% funded. Oh, they're going to have a problem. They're going to have a problem. But you know what? Kevin Newsom's there. He'll bail them out. America's coming attraction. Well, and the part of that, and I think why they went to the 401k route, is San Diego's historically had a lot of money issues on the legal side. Mm -hmm. Um, In 2006, they settled. Oh, with all those sexual harassment lawsuits way back when. Well, no, they settled a (laughs) giant case with the SEC in 06. Um, They were misleading investors and credit rating agencies about the amount of money it had promised to retired city workers and how the promises might threaten (laughs) its ability to pay its bond obligations. And in those two years, San Diego issued bonds five times, which raised more than $260 million in addition to the nearly $2.3 billion of bonds it already had outstanding. The whole credit, the whole credit game, especially for munis, is going to get, I think, more and more interesting. I mean, states, municipalities, you're talking real money, quote unquote, savings to those jurisdictions if they can get a more favorable credit rating, right? Because the interest rate that they have to pay, um, the riskier you're rating, right, as a as a area and the bonds that you issue, the riskier you're rated, the higher interest rate that the market's going to demand that you pay on your bonds. Exactly. So as long as California or these areas or whoever can perpetuate the charade that we are the highest rating bond possible and thus get the lowest interest rate, they can live off of lower um, costs basically. But the minute which a lot of people would argue the minute that you actually take into account these liabilities and, and affect the rating of the bonds accordingly to the true liabilities of the state or the local areas, your interest rate's not going to look so good. So, right? John, uh, I was talking about how low these percentages of funding were yeah. in your expertise. What is a healthy percentage of funding well, for these pensions? I can't say that there's a magic number, but but what you... Or would you like to be? Yeah, but I mean... To me, what those numbers directly relate to are you either let's if you're in the 60, 70 percent range, right? Mm-hmm. You either are going to have to dramatically shift. And again, I don't you know, I see the words dramatically, which I think are fair. I don't know specific percentages of contribution increases, but you're going to have to dramatically shift the level of which the participants are contributing out of their own paycheck to these mm-hmm. pension plans or the embedded expectation of returns in the marketplace for you to make up ground on that unfunded nature. I think you'd, I think you'd find a lot of people out there on uh, the, the wall street pundits, et cetera, argue that you, you ain't going to see those kind of future returns right. that would be required. 
Well, but again, up. they would have to go into contract negotiations <laughs> in order to boost up the contributions or lower the expectations. Right. Which is that not again, that, that, likely to right. happen. It's a can well, kick. It's a total can kick. And that whole SEC deal yeah. came on like super unlawful underfunding <laughs> right. of the whole program, which led to the city auditor, the city manager resigned, the city treasurer resigned, the mayor Whoa. resigned. Um, Cleaned house, basically. Yeah. And so uh, the voters approved to have a whole new pension board, basically. Um, and they were committing securities fraud. I mean, it was, it was, that was literally, that's for, uh, they were committing securities fraud by failing to disclose to the investing public important information about its pension and retiree health care obligations and the sale of its muni bonds. Um, it's funny. The settlement included that they cease and desist from future securities fraud violations. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll sure, why not? Plus a bunch of other things, but you actually have to say that. It's so funny because that, what, what a case like that right there brings up for me is people shouldn't fall into the trap of thinking capital markets, Wall Street, bad because greed and evil, whereas public people running this stuff, totally angelic and altruistic. Look, I think a lot of the reason people hammer against the 401ks are you're putting the risk on the employee. You're putting the risk on the employee and, and the marketplace. And they're and, too dumb to do and, it. And the stock market returns. Well, look at these yahoos who, so they were the pension route. These geniuses all got fired right. because of total illegalities of managing the funds. What made that route any safer than trusting any one of of a hundred fund companies that run mutual funds that you'd find in your four hundred one k offerings. I think what I think that that's a great that's a great explanation for ninety nine percent of the situations. I think if I was an employee in this case in San Diego, I'd be pissed that a lot of this is the result of mismanagement <laughs> right. by the fund managers. Uh, is that the only reason to be pissed off? <laughs> right. I mean, okay. It, it's like I got a 401k because you guys screwed the pooch on this and then the voters got pissed <laughs> yeah, right. off and then they gave me a 401k. Right. Because you guys were committing securities fraud. Uh, right. 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 It's not like, guys, we, we don't have the money. We got to figure this out. Work with us. We'll give you a really good 401k plan. It was no... Um, the SEC came in (laughs) and said, you guys are committing illegal acts and you squandered my money and underfunded it. Right. So I think that's where I'd be pissed because this was only a result of the voters because they're pissed at the system. Right. Of course. Right. They they took my approach. They burned, they burned it down. They burned it all down. (laughs) It actually came true in San Diego. (laughs) Prior, prior to our show. That's right. (laughs) Is that where you got the idea? About? That's where I got the idea. <laughs> we done with pensions? I think so. Well, I think, yeah, we think we're really done. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to light a match to it, burn it all down. <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting one. The, and, this um, is a, this I'm going to dovetail topic. this a couple different ways, so I'm curious to see what you guys have to say. California threatens the seal of confession. This comes from uh, firstthings.com. And then uh, another little article here from investors.com. So on February 20th, California Democratic State Senator Jerry Hill, whose affluent liberal-leaning district encompasses the San Francisco Peninsula and portions of Silicon Valley, introduced a bill to abolish legal protection for the Catholic Church's sacramental seal of confession, at least as regards confessions of child abuse. Specifically, the bill would remove the exemption for 
penitential communications and an existing state law that designates more than 40 categories of professionals, clergy, physicians, teachers, counselors, social workers, and the like, as mandated reporters who face criminal penalties if they fail to report sexual and other mistreatment of children that they learn about in their professional capacities. So currently the law carves out a narrow exception for information obtained during the Catholic sacrament of penance Mm -hmm. and other religions, similar uh, penitential rituals, which bind clergy to secrecy. Uh, If California legislature enacts Hill's bill, the exception would disappear and Catholic priests bound by canon law not to disclose the contents of a confession could face criminal prosecution and imprisonment for refusing to comply. So I can, yeah, I can tell you, well, I'll bring up one issue that for me that set aside this specific, I mean, it's all, it, it's, it's basically right. Let me boil it down. Make sure I'm understanding this. If during confession or any, any of these other workers or something, hears of a confession of child abuse. They are now the person who heard it is now legally bound to report it, to go That's report right. it. Right. Right. Set aside, like, because that could be a whole debate. Is that a topic that's worthwhile to do that for or not? The precedence that this sets is beyond scary to me. I mean, I tell you something. It's this today. That's where where my mind goes with this, right? It's this issue today. Bill, fill in the blank number, three years from now is going to be what issue? And where is the line ever going to get drawn that these people want to know and legally compel people to talk about. I, I don't know where this goes. You, you know, know, we're living in a world where NDAs don't exist anymore, where a lawyer a client privilege is all gone. Oh, with the, we just, we just exactly. saw that totally get blown up with what's right. his name? Cohen. Uh, Cohen. Yeah. Right. yeah. And you know, this is part of Catholic spirituality. Uh, Lou and I are both Catholic. This is something that we take very seriously in that being in the confessional, not that either one of us are abusing children. No, certainly <laughs> but, not. Certainly not. But just the fact that... The concept. The concept right. of going into a confessional is part of our religion, actually going in there. So isn't my constitutional right being affected here? Sorry, and and what I've said one? was, you know, the quick way around this, and I don't think you'd be out of line doing this, is part of your absolution from the priest should be to go turn yourself in. Because I would have a hard time giving somebody absolution if they didn't want to go actually pay the piper for what they did. So if I say, you know what, um, part of your penance here is that you need to go tell the authorities what happened. And you say, well, I'm not really that sorry. I'll, I'll tell father. you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because at that point, you're, how sorry are you if you're not really to accept the consequences of your action? So to me, that has been kind of a loophole to get around this if it goes that way. Right now, yeah. I don't yeah. think it should go that way. But knowing California's legislature yep. and how either anti-religious or secular they are, right. or your phony Catholics like Nancy Pelosi and things like that that mm. live and occupy the state, I don't. I get it. We're trying. We, we want to stop child abuse. Right. That's the thing. Is I, 
overarching notion here. But we talk and the about problem it, with the Catholic this, Church was the priests. Yeah. I don't know if the priests are going to confession with the other priests, <laughs> but right? The, but this right. is the overarching problem: is that it's the argument that in order to be safe, we always have to give up our rights. Exactly. Our, That's right. Our constitutional rights in the name of safety. Safety. Right. You know, we always do this. Something went wrong. Give us your rights, and we'll make sure it doesn't ever happen again. Oh, but it does happen. The, the simple problem is that we've given up our First Amendment right in exchange for what? Because then people won't go to confession and admit these things? Right. Right? I mean, you you sent me an article about how often this yeah. is happening in schools. No, I was getting to that. that- I, this is Every single time a news story happens when a teacher at a public school or wherever is having an inappropriate uh, touching or beyond, I think when I see it on the news, I just kind of dismiss it just a little bit. And I haven't really noticed how often this happens, especially around here. Yeah, so I dovetail this into the education system, not because I'm always the one rallying against teachers, but because we hear about the issues with the clergy to the point where we want to make legislation about it. But many people probably don't know that the far worse issue with child abuse is in the school system. Yeah, I I did not. Investors Business Daily ran an article called A Crisis as Millions of Students Abused by Teachers. Um, So for parents, the headline couldn't be more alarming. Teacher of the Year accused of molesting student charged with five felonies. It's a story that tragically is all too common, but it's all too underreported. Um, so like we talked about, we've heard about the Catholic church child abuse scandals, uh, and those are regularly covered mm-hmm. 20 to 40 years after much of the abuse took place, right? right These right. a lot of times are adults right. that were abused years ago. Um, it's tragic, but it's all over the media and it dominates the media, mm-hmm. but the same can't be said of unionized public education, uh, where child abuse appears to be rampant and often with little done about it, and teacher unions largely silence a lot of it. Um, It gets very little national media attention, and certainly not on the scale that the Catholic Church does, right, Mm -hmm. or any other religious organization. Mm -hmm. So kind of the stat I have here, which was super alarming to me, is that according to the U.S. Education Department, this was as of 2004. This is going to be crazy, but... They estimated that one in 10 students will be sexually abused by a teacher during their years in school. One in 10. By comparison, the Catholic League estimates seven credible sexual abuse cases each year for 40,000 priests. And uh, according to the Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey, 275 U.S. teachers have been accused of abuse since January 1st. That was in 2002. Say the Catholic Church stat one more time. One in 40,000? Is that what you so, by- I'm sorry. So I'll take it from the beginning here. One in 10. According to the Pennsylvania, uh, their study, 275 U.S. teachers have, were accused of abuse in 2002. Okay. The Catholic League estimates that seven credible sexual abuse cases each year mm. in um, 40,000 priests. Okay. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Um, and with the education system, we're looking at estimates by the U.S. Department of Ed one in 10 students would be sexually abused by yep. a teacher. Again, that was as of 2002. You, you, 
gave me the show topic, so I did a quick search on the internet. Yeah. You know, real easy. The magic box. The magic box. Let me read you a couple of these things here because they were just right in front. Former San Diego high school student who claims sexual abuse by a teacher settles for 400000 in San Diego. Who paid that? I'm sure. <laughs> Not the 401k system? 401k system. <laughs> 20 student alum alleged sexual abuse in eight teachers. Former uh, presentation, presentation high school student, leave out the name, uh, sued San Jose for this uh, problem. Victorville. Victorville mm-hmm. teacher facing sexual abuse charges. Uh, for a ten-year-old girl, I mean, those are just some of the some of the things that I looked up real quick. It was real easy. I just you just, just Google it, and it gets but it gets shoved under the table. You don't hear about it. Everyone's you like, "Oh my I, god, the Catholic Church!" Be, it becomes jokes, and I'll be the first to say you just I, I I couldn't tell. I, would One I, would in I, ten I, is crazy. That is nuts. What I've answered does it happen? Like, well, statistically, of course. I mean, any industry, any. Mm. But to think again. To, Given how it is positioned and communicated, to to think that it's more than the Catholic Church is crazy. Um, well, and and for parents listening, I know this is like a way to really water down, but it's kind of a way to look at stats in real life. I'm sure your little kids have ten friends at school. Yeah, the odds in this right are that one of them is being sexually abused or has been at by sc- a teacher at school, which right. is. Right. Blew me away. <laughs> right. Right. So I I talk about that because we're we're talking about crafting legislation that right. that breaks the sanctity of of a religion. Of the of a religion. We're talking about, you know, for priests, their canon law goes much higher than our law. Right. This is like something crafted in But remember the public schools already have this law and all this abuse already occurs. Right. They already have all the mandatory reporters in the world. Exactly. Teachers are a mandatory reporter. Without having to break any doctrine, yet it still continues. Right. And it gets pushed under the rug. But maybe priests need to unionize. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm not trying to turn this into a gun discussion, but it's the same principle with gun laws, right? Why why would we expect a better outcome in the school system from this happening by having simply the laws on the books? Right. You can have all the gun control laws. We have a we have a ton of gun control laws on the books. Well, and you still need to prove the priest heard it and didn't report it. The it's the, the slippery slope is like unbelievably And if that dude slippery. if the confessor or the penitent Goes and gets caught and goes, oh, you know, I told Father so-and-so. That, uh, <laughs> right. He, like, I, I just don't see that and, happening. And he didn't stop me. <laughs> right. He didn't, uh, I, he didn't give me 10 Hail Marys. Uh, right. You know. I think the more we start breaching these veils. Right. But it doesn't surprise me in a secular society. They yeah. don't get it. And, and we were talking off air before this, too. And I'm just going to say it. I think... Two things really back this up to me. Number one, they're just, it's obvious of their protected voting base and constituents and union that supports the Democratic Party. So they're, they are not about to begin to pull on this thread of, oh, of sexual abuse in the public school system. It is the largest, most unchecked, oh. biggest weight 
right. in the state as the teachers union. Totally. So they wield their power over everybody. So they're not a they're, they are not about to go down that road. And then no. number two, and again, I'll just say it. The Liberal Party and Bobby, we we were talking about this a little bit, and so maybe I should uh, let me let me be careful in what I say here in terms of the Liberal Party is becoming more and more just anti-communist, anti-religion. Yeah, right? it's the communist um, very, manifesto. Yeah, yeah, very um, confrontational, very anti-organized religion, right. and this allows them to support that as well. Yes, that agenda. It is. It's always a position of a communist socialist. Right, uh, because, that, because that crowds out the state being the, the communal, one communal. The, yeah, that's exactly. Right, that's right. The one authoritarian voice, that's right. and you can't that's have right. other voices. What do you mean, God? What do you mean you you answer to someone? No, no, no. You need to answer to, to us, us exactly. Right. I, I got another stat here. This one's a little more current. Uh, this comes from the Children's Center for Psychiatric Psychiatry and Psychology of children uh, in 2017. Of children in 8th through 11th grade, about 3.5 million students, nearly 7% surveyed, reported having had physical sexual contact from a teacher or coach. The type of physical contact ranged from unwanted touching of their body all the way up to sexual intercourse. Now that statistic increases from 3.5 to 4.5 million if you include things like sexual misconduct of showing pornography or being subjected to sexually explicit language or exhibitionism. Okay. Yeah. 4.5 million. 10%. Wow. Back to your, which is go, back, so that's the, like the spot stat on. is still the same. Spot on. 1 in stat. 10. Right? And again, and that's just 8th through 11th. That's just like think about it from an in, th- think about if there was a Let's say that there was a report tomorrow. Google does survey and announces 10% of workers engage in sexual misconduct. I think that's the survey did come out. Oh, wait. No, continue. <laughs> that would be crazy. That Those sorts of percentages, that number of the, of the, the workforce or what. Oh, yeah. People would lose their minds. And like you'd, you'd, you'd see people get brought in front of Congress. You'd see all sorts of interviews. If you, had a, if you had a school of a thousand students, a hundred <laughs> right. had been abused. I'm only laughing <laughs> because of the like literal absurdity of the yeah of the numbers we're talking. So to, I, for it for it to not be discussed, that's the you don't hear about you it. You tell me no. one tenth of one percent. At some point, I would have to tell you, not good, but I mean, I mean, that's the, probably statistics for average the, for stati- the listeners wherever you're at. I'm sure you're going to watch the nightly news in your local area, and you'll probably hear another case. And they just go, hmm, whatever. Right. It just happened again. It just happened again. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and you know what? That was my attitude. I just kind of went, oh, happened again. I, I wasn't thinking about it like this is a systemic, Cor- systemic problem. Correct. Well, like, but it is. It happens all the time, everywhere in our public schools. And like I was alluding to, I totally understand and acknowledge the sexual abuse that occurred in the Catholic Church. No, right. You're not. You're not I, saying that no. this makes that not have happened. And they've done a lot of things towards it. I mean, they do. There's a whole live scan program and a whole course you go through now if you do any kind of participating at a Catholic church or school. Um, so they're going through ways to correct and prevent. I don't see the issue being uh, it, the issue was priests, mm-hmm. and I don't see priests conf- in the confessional. Asking for 
penance from another priest on sexual mm-hmm. abuse mm-hmm. because you would be outing yourself, yeah, right. Right? right? So this law is intended to get the lay person, right. but the, I don't think the issue is with the lay person right. in the in the church, right? Right. If that's the one which that they say they're trying to tackle, that you're you're not tackling. Them. It's the only thing that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Right. Why Why right. would you push no, no, this right. on the Catholic Church? Of course. So then I think there's just a failure to grasp the actual issue. Um, yeah. To the point where we're putting legislation in to eradicate it. Yeah. And compel them to say stuff. That's the part. The, com- the but the we're compelling. not doing anything to prevent it in schools, no. or even talking about it, which or sweeping you could, it. You could easily make the argument is the more low hanging fruit. Oh, totally. In the in the issue. But. All right, let's get to the last one. Yeah, it's getting a little depressing. Yeah, just a little bit. And so we're going to talk about cannabis to solve that. Yes, we're going to drugs. Drugs are bad. Okay. So. Oh, so many notes, so many notes. <laughs> California is awash in cannabis cash. Some is being used for to bribe public officials. Imagine whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Those people are angels, guys. That that kind of stuff doesn't happen here unless you're talking about, you know, funds into uh campaigns and uh public officials. You know, for speeding <laughs> up home permits and all that stuff. Oh wait. This story comes from the LA Times. Sheriff John Lopey was startled when the mysterious stranger offered him $1 million if he would keep deputies away from certain illegal cannabis farms in uh, Siskiyou County, which is up near the border of yeah. Oregon. I think it's actually right on the border. Yeah. Uh, led to an FBI deal, and then, you know, they no, started tearing into this thing. Um, that's a very mafioso type of thing to do. It's very brazen. Yeah. That's very Pablo Escobar of him, yeah. whoever did that. Right. Well done. I'm joking. So uh, Prop 64 in 2016 allowed the state to license businesses to grow and sell pot, but required the firms to also get approval from cities and counties, most of which have outlawed pot operations. So um, the issue is that it's legal, but you still got to go to your city officials, and Mm -hmm. the city officials tend to be the most corrupt Mm -hmm. because they have the least oversight, and they're more of the layperson, Mm -hmm. right? The state's got to—I know the state's corrupt, but— there's a, it's a lot yeah. harder. More exposure. More you're, exposure. Yeah, you're out. Yeah. You also got to get to those people. Right. It's easier to get to Joe Blow Mayor. They got more handlers. Right. In the way. And in local, you've got the permit people. Right. You've got the city council members. You've got all of City Hall. You've got these different facets you could grease the wheel with. Yeah. And you have an industry that's flush with cash. They can't deposit it anywhere. You got to spend those bills. <laughs> you know, the, the old joke was that you uh, you sent these people a batch of cookies and, you know, it might grease the wheels a little bit and they get your permit through just a little bit quicker. Right. You guys you remember know, back the, uh, in the day? But you guys remember Shawshank Redemption, the pie box? When, the, when, he, when he gives them the pie <laughs> yes. and he opens it and there's a little thing of cash in front of the pie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm reminded of. So corruption, yes. want to highlight corruption, of course. But my over arching goal in this segment was to just talk about that once again we've initiated something without thinking it through right consequences that everyone everyone proposed that we were going to oh it'll make a ton of money revitalize california with the taxation of marijuana sales but we never thought of how are they gonna put this money in a bank Right, so now that state's thinking about starting a state-backed bank system, which super smart. we know how they handle the DMV. Super smart, and I'm sure all the pension money is going to go in there. 
Well, I'm and, banking on it. And on top uh, of it, I mean, like, look at this oh. thing with, with the sheriff. They're looking for protection, right? And there's, yeah. there's areas of the state, too, where, like, they need protection on their crops. Mm-hmm. They're deep into the forest. They do have competition. It is a violent trade. We're not talking about your average little... These are more like grow ops and things. Yeah. You know, these, these aren't like your little mom and pop dispensary on Ventura <laughs> Boulevard right. that, that needs this kind of stuff. It's more like operations. These grow ops. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're in the federal forestries. Yeah. And for thus, sure. the feds are coming down on the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a little trickier, uh, are coming down on the marijuana growers who are, you know, but there's down just, some forest there. But there's just better soil in the U.S. <laughs> forest. It's organic, mind you. <laughs> So they have no jurisdiction, so they can't help there. It's kind of funny that uh, you mentioned it, right? Prop 64. That, yes. Uh, right. And um, so, and then Newsom, a supporter of Prop 64, yeah, apparently declined to comment on mm, all of these of bribery course. cases. <laughs> funny. Um, I guess this one is not a coming attraction for America that he was hoping for. Yeah. Well, and I think it also goes to show that this, people argued that making pot legal would get rid of the black market. Right. And uh, right. that aspect of it, but right. all it's done is exploded it because this is part of the black market. Yeah, be, right. Um, because you didn't, again, set aside um, discussing or arguing should it be legal or not, you can't expect it to get rid of the black market, make it legal with a bunch of air quotes around legal because there's still all of these stipulations and rules and regs and you got to get this approval and that well, then it's still, there's still going to be a black market. Right. And New Frontier Data estimates that the legal cannabis in the state is valued at about $3.7 billion. The legal. Right. More yeah. than four times the size of the legal. I'm sorry. Oh, oh the illegal. The, the illegal. Yeah, I got go. my number. The That's black cool. market for it is estimated to be worth $3.7 billion. Yeah. More than four times the size I, of the legal market. I believe that. Again, I'm, you just see rules and regs. Um and each one of those you tack on, more and more people, in my opinion, more and more growers fall off of being or trying to do it legally. Well, let me let Why me ask you guys they? this. Um, a couple episodes ago, we did uh, a report on the L.A. City Council. Oh, boy. And how they were pushing yeah, through permits. Yeah. And money was going into their campaigns Ooh. from the people who got expedited right. service. Ooh. So bribery? Would you say? Oh, for yes? sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because Kamala Harris is getting a little slack, you know, a little slap on the wrist right now. Is the mafia coming after her? The the liberal mafia. The liberal mafia is coming after Here we her go. too, because she refused to prosecute Herbalife as being. Oh yes. As being a, a Bill, pyramid scam. Multi level marketing. When Bill scheme? Ackman brought his. Uh, Legal suit, Bill Ackman, a, a major huge investor who was, mm-hmm. became very popular for and then shorting her. What happens? She she squashed it, and as soon as she started running for senator, she got three very nice contributions from the president of Herbalife. <laughs> oh man! So, <laughs> like, is that bribery? Who doesn't connect these dots? It's like it's like Friedman told Donahue back in the nineteen seventies. Where exactly is it that you're going to find these angels to run society for us? These right. people are... I've already I've been over this point multiple times. Well, but, I don't think the mafia is on her case right now. I think uh, that's on, just... 
No, I'm sorry, but we got to mention yeah. it, not to switch. Beto, that oh, to me was yeah. the perfect, if we're talking Dumpster about fire. The, that's right. They sat on the story for two years, but now when they need it because he comes out and runs for president, boom. boom. Here's what you that's did. Good. We talk about it all the time. I can't take credit for this. This no, is Bobby's theory. It's Bobby. That the Democratic Party operates just like the mafia. They have dirt on everybody in their party. Yeah. And if they don't like you, they release it. You know, we, we saw this with Dianne Feinstein and her Chinese spy of a driver. Um, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Bernie. And people who worked in his campaign. The sexual and, harassment right, for Bernie. Harassment. Yeah. We saw it with, uh, we, now we're seeing it with Beto. That's right. Um, and if AOC. They, <laughs> you know, campaign fraudulent stuff oh, over right. there. That's mm-hmm. right. That came, I'm, I'm convinced that came from Pelosi. Right, with her boyfriend or whatever. Uh, yeah. The campaign the manager. Cash. Yeah. LLC is getting created. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so uh, they hold the stuff in their pocket yeah, until they're time. ready to drop the bomb on people. Big time. Yeah. I, and I say, I mean, we're getting off subject here, but I say it's all any candidate who embraces the Green New Deal is not part of the establishment, the mafia. Oh, right. So that's that's who you know will be targeted. And that's why Beto got yeah. hung out to dry because exactly. he's been a proponent of it. Even though he also tried to tell us he like loves capitalism, believes in capitalism or something. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. So dude's Ethical weird. capitalism. Uh, the more he, you dig he, up on him, he you find he's a weird guy. He uh, he ate dirt. Yeah, like rejuvenating dirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. But. Was there lead in that dirt? If there's like a like pica. There's like a like a mental disorder where you like want to eat dirt. But maybe he's got that. Oh, so weird. All I know is their debates are going to be. I epic. can't. Uh, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna either have to like do an episode where we're live recording during the debate and being able to like feed. I don't know. We got to figure something out with the debates because those are going to be, like you said, pure gold. Pure gold. What are you thinking, Louis? What else you got? I'm just thinking that we come up with these programs, and we really don't have an end game. We it's, don't think them through, and it just makes things worse. And you know, we I, lead, but they lead the party in general leads with hearts. Right. Right. And this is the kind of stuff you get into when you write heart based policy and enact heart based feelings and ideas onto the California uh, right. and, and the I, California legislature. I know it might take us a little long here, but um I read this article in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, it was, yeah. it was an op ed and I think it kinda it streamlines in this a little bit because it it speaks to my frustration of we're just doing things and not realizing the consequences mm-hmm. or thinking about yep. any of the states or the Fed around us. Um, the author titled it, California's Become the Far Left Coast. Bullet trains, single-payer don't work, but Golden State Democrats demand them anyway. And he goes through listing all the dumb things we do. But <laughs> the one sentence I love, because I think it's correct, is... The author states, the Democrats' crushing dominance allows them to use California as a progressive policy laboratory. As a result, the state has the highest welfare numbers. A third of all Americans on welfare live in California. The largest uh, contingent of illegal immigrants, a burgeoning homeless population, onerous regulations on business and private property, mediocre public schools, high income taxes, the highest marginal rate is 13.3%, and sales tax, a yawning gap between rich and poor, its own summer blend of expensive gasoline, bedraggled and crowded roads to punish people further for driving and a widely mocked high-speed rail boondoggle. And let's be honest, right? I think by now, forget Arnold. He, was, he, I'm, he wasn't really conservative, but even if you want to argue that he was, he's still a, um, 
was during a, a legislature that certainly wasn't, right? Right. So you got to go back to what, even Pete Wilson-ish, right? That's the last time. So they own the last 25 years, right? Everything we're seeing now, they wholly own it. So the, you can't even begin to bring up the argument of, well, you know, like they try and do on the federal level, George right. Bush, I mean, recently. They totally own all this homeless stuff, the state of schools, the state of everything that's bad. And I'm sure it's theirs. I'm sure they're going to come up with more, you know, gun laws. I mean, like just like New Zealand oh, just did, of course, uh, last week. They, they banned semi-autos. The, well, they're banning the ones that were used specifically for of the uh, the attack. We need to ban fully autos. Those ones. Yeah. Never mind. Stabbings are through the roof no. in the UK. No, they no, have a no. massive problem in London with stabbings. Not related. Not related at all. Related. Next topic. Next topic. <laughs> so I I love that sentence. I do think that yeah. California it's a laboratory. is a progressive policy laboratory. So true. And we're unfortunately well, we're living like hamsters. So true. In the experiment. Because we're the coming attraction we for are. America. And they're just putting that little piece of cheese in front of you on the wheel, John. As long as it's maybe on some if if we're at the movies because we're a coming attraction, maybe I can some popcorn with the cheese and the butter. Ooh. Ready for some tweetage? I'm ready. Absolutely. I got, I got a great one. Another Elizabeth Warren tweet. <laughs> My favorite Bible verse includes two lessons that guide me every day. There is value in every single human being, and every one of us is called to action. Now, I'm sorry, what? but a lady that supports abortion and infanticide talking about her favorite Bible verses? Please. Loser. <laughs> There's got to be iron. Uh, Kamala Harris. Banning transgendered people from serving in our military violates the fundamental value at the heart of our country, equality. This cannot be our America. Okay. Sure. Uh-huh. Here's Joke. one for from Aunt Nancy. Oh, yes. When immigrants come to this country with their hopes, dreams, aspirations, and determination, they make America more American. It was true when the first Italian Americans arrived, and it's true today. It's time to hashtag protect the dream and pass HR6. What kind of social support did the first Italian immigrants get when they came? When my immigrant grandparents, grandparents came here, right? they needed money in their pocket, and they had to be free of disease. And Impossible. Go through a process. Impossible. Okay, Kamala Harris. I won't back down from speaking the truth about major corporations. She'll thread her heels up. That's <laughs> right. I held big oil and polluters accountable after the 2015 oil spill and took on gas price fixing in California. I'll continue that tough fight to preserve our planet and economy. I'm just that good. But I not, added that last part. But not Herbalife. No. New Gingrich. Whoa. There's a, there's a there's blast a from the past. O'Rourke may be the most charismatic empty candidate since Robert Redford played the candidate in the 1972 movie of the name the same name that's a funny movie actually so I remember that movie I got another Elizabeth Warren she just she was the gift that kept on giving over the last couple weeks I'm not doing this the way traditional candidates for the presidency would do it I'm not holding fundraisers for wealthy donors I'm spending my time with people all across the country who believe that our grassroots movement can make big structural change. Thank you, Memphis. I got one from Gavin. Oh, yes. Got a picture here of a 
bus of migrants. Migrant families seeking asylum legally, all capital, are being dumped on the side of the road or met by a door outside of a bus station. That is not a solution to the chaos created by this administration. It's just wrong. It was They're created by him. Legally? I mean, <laughs> what? What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah. Here? I have more of a new snippet than anything else. It's just Get it. from the hill. Katie Kirk says she went on a blind date with Cory Booker. Mm. Sounds like two blind. They're both blind. I mean, I, got that, I don't know. Yeah. I got nothing on that. <laughs> that was an article. That was a joke. Yeah. Another episode down. In the Another books. brilliant week of amazing stories and awesome tweets from stupid people. Episode 42 down. You can find us on our website, participate in discussions, find us on uh, our Facebook page, send us topic suggestions. We have a ton of engagement, which is pretty awesome. The website is calistreaming.com, C-A-L-I streaming.com. You can download us there, or you can stream us on the website, or you can get us on Apple iTunes or Google Play. We appreciate all the support. And Bobby, you need to tell them, in case they're new, what their goal is. Your goal is this to make week. sure all these damn damn politicians who are accepting bribes are voted out yeah. so we can burn it all down. Thanks, Beautiful. everybody.